is good, everybody? We're glad that you are here. It's another edition of the Inside Carolina Coast to Coast podcast, but this is a special edition. Uh, no, not just because Sherelle finished his audition as the role of Overton in the Charlotte Playmakers reboot of Living Single, but uh, Sherelle is here. Sean just got done tending to his mung bean garden. It's going to be a big night, y'all. Um, but also because with Sean Moran and Sherelle McMillan, we're going to bring in some of UNC's commitments from the 2022 recruiting class. So want to bring those guys in. We'll set them up. Want to give a big shout out to, uh, to our friends over at Johnny T-Shirt for producing the show We're ha- or for sponsoring the show. We're happy that they're here. But want to welcome these first two guys in and really appreciate them being here. Uh, Seth Trimble and Will Shaver. What's up, fellas? How are y'all? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. Sherelle's here, uh, who you know, Sean Moran, uh, big time uh, uh, analytics uh, game recap guy for Inside Carolina. Um, I will give you guys the real intro, too. Um, so with us this evening, in addition to uh, the three that you, you listeners and viewers usually see and hear, uh, tonight we've got uh, 6'3 from Minamani Falls, Wisconsin, Seth Tremble. And also 6'11 from Birmingham, Alabama, Will Shaver. Fellas, we appreciate you being here. I'm going to do some really uh, psychological stuff to get y'all set up and ready to answer questions and engage with okay. us. And then I'll let Sherelle right. and Sean get into the, get into the minutia. But um, each one of you guys right now, uh, Seth, I'll start with you first since you were the first guy in the waiting room tonight. Right now, if you're, if you're going out to, onto the court and you get a chance to choose your own intro music, what are you picking? Oof. That's a good. That's a good one. Uh, definitely, some pause under little baby or Drake. I'm not sure yet. That's a good one. No, I'll definitely have to do a little thinking about that one. Sorry, right, I've got you thinking. That's what we're trying to do. Will you got you got a little bit of free time there to tee that one up, right? So, what's your answer? If, if you've got to pick your intro music for for a game right now, what are you picking? Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, probably probably some little baby or something, something like that. Uh. I have no clue. Either Pooh Shiesty or Lil Baby, something like that. Pooh Shiesty, Lil Baby. All right. I also would have accepted Lil Dirk or Moneybag Yo, but that's, oh, yeah? that's another, another question. Bag. All right. Uh, Will, I'm going to go to you first on this one. What's your best personality trait? All right. So if, if I'm asking like six of your friends, what are they going to say your best personality trait is? Uh, super laid back. Super that's laid back? Yep. So nothing phases you. You're just kind of, kind of mellow, even keel all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right. Seth, same question. Uh, you know, I'd say I'm a little outgoing, I'm social, uh, when, you know, I'm not really afraid to talk to anybody. Uh, so I think that's definitely my best trait. Outgoing. Okay. I'll, I'll accept both those. That's pretty good. And the big thing is I've got you guys talking, which is what we're trying to do anyway. All right. Last one. And then we'll let Sherelle and Sean talk some ball with you. Uh, Seth, you've got a free day with no ball. All right. No workouts, no nothing. Free day. Do whatever you want to. What are you going to do? What are you going to spend your time doing? It's summertime. You pick. This is your world. All right. I'm going to say it's summertime because it's Wisconsin winters. Anyway, uh, I'm going to say I'll sit outside, tan a little bit. Maybe I'll head to the beach with some friends or something. Go get something to eat with them. And then, you know, just sounds like an ideal day to me. Wait, wait, wait. A beach in Wisconsin. School me a little bit. Like, what, what, is, what is a beach in Wisconsin? <laughs> uh, on Lake Michigan. There's Atwater Beach, which is really nice, but it's like a small, skinny beach. And then there's a Bradford Beach, which is, 
you know, really big beach. Um, okay. I mean, you know, the, the lake isn't the prettiest, but the beach is all right. <laughs> it's a beach. So, <laughs> right. You know. right. It's a beach. It's a beach. <laughs> that, that, that counts. We'll accept that. I appreciate the, geogra- uh, the geography lesson, too. All right. I'm going to ask you the same question, Will. Will, if you've got a free day, nothing going on, nothing commanding your time, nobody needs you, nothing else, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with your day? I'm taking my golf clubs and I'm going to the golf course easily. Taking the sticks to chop them up. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your handicap? Uh, I was – my best at one point was negative one. For, so for was, a 6'10 guy in your scratch? I was I was very I, – I thought I was going to quit basketball, go play golf for a while. But I got down there, but I stopped playing. Uh, I hadn't played in probably like six months, but I used to be real, real good with it. So, Well, that's uh, – I'm sitting here with my mouth agape because that's that's a legit accomplishment. And I I'm not only in shock that a dude at 6'10, 6'11 has that kind of scratch, but um I appreciate it. All right. And not to be not to be omitted, he's last but he's certainly not least. 6'10, Gary, Indiana, Jalen Washington. Jalen, how are you, man? Yeah, how are you? I'm doing well. We appreciate you joining us. Listen, you got away from the uh you got I, I got you away from the I guess the the heaviness that I gave to Seth and Will just now, but I'm going to throw you one little popcorn question before uh, Sean and Sherelle jump in here with some questions about ball. Um, right. You got to pick your intro music for a game right now. What are you picking? My intro music? Oh, man, it's, it's a tough question. Uh, probably I've been listening to a lot of No Cap recently. Uh, he's one of my favorite artists, so i probably pick something by him. Okay. Well, say, I, I'll be honest, if you would have dropped out with something from Little Baby, then all three of you guys, I would know you're going to have the most excellent chemistry on the court next year because you all would have picked the same thing. But uh, I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate you joining us. Um, Jalen, the way we're going to try to do this is uh, Sherelle and Sean are, are our basketball minds. I'm just the guy trying to keep us on the rails. But I'm going to let these guys kind of popcorn you some questions a little bit. And, uh, you know, they might hit one of you guys with a question. They might ask it for all of you. But just uh, – Keep yourselves on mute if you're not answering. And then um, yeah, that way we can try to keep the, the background noise to a minimum. But keep yourselves on mute if you're not answering. But feel free to be as honest with us as you want to. And hopefully our listeners who I know are chomping at the bit to hear from you guys because, uh, you know, you're the next big thing in Chapel Hill. So uh, w- without any further ado, I will kick over to Sherelle. Sherelle, what do you have for the guys tonight? So I'm going to stay with the fun theme. Uh, for a moment. So I want to start with Will. So a big point of contention on this podcast is the barbecue in your home state. And we talked about the sauce. I was down there. You buried me five minutes into the first show. (laughs) (laughs) When Jalen committed, I was down there. I was like, oh, I'm going to go try some of the the sauce and everything. Everybody talks about it. It's so great. And it was it was all right. So tell me, give me like a minute on why the sauce is really, really good. Jeez, that's a good question. But I mean, if you're going to walk into any grocery store around here, the first thing you're going to see is barbecue sauce everywhere. But like the first thing is you'll see is like this Carolina white sauce. That's what everyone buys here. But like in general, like barbecue sauce here is just different. I don't know why it just hits different here. Uh, there's barbecue places everywhere you go. But like just in general, barbecue is a huge place here. And the sauce is super important. All right, we'll take it. Um, so, and then the other thing, um, none basketball. Why is little baby so popular? Somebody explain that to me. I don't care who it is. Says you can go. Just somebody tell me why little baby is so popular. I don't get it. I'm old, but I don't get it. Little baby, he's so popular because uh, he doesn't have very many bad songs. Every song that little baby 
features on is like he took over the song and it's his song or you know everyone of his songs is like oh my gosh he just snapped again so like really little baby is just like a hit he rarely misses all right fair enough Jalen, you were gonna say something yeah, like his whole presentation, you know, he got the, the coldest beats, you know, he got the auto-tune, the voice, and he got the flow. So everything about him, you know, people just like. Sherelle, we got to step our music game up, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I still listen to Jay-Z because I'm old. So. I was, I mean, I, w- I was going to drop a Silk Sonic <laughs> reference in here tonight, and yeah, now I feel yeah, like I'm so know? far behind. I just, <laughs> oh, man. All right, Sean, I'll let you, ha- let you have it, the fellas, and see what you, uh, what you can do picking some, picking some brains here. Well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go away from the the music and uh, you know talking barbecue. Uh, when I saw Will, I was in Dallas watching the Under Armour event, so I got my fair share of uh, Dallas barbecue. But while Will was playing in Under Armour, uh, both Seth and Jalen were playing in the in the Peach Jam. And I want to see from you two guys how was it? You know, you guys were there for almost two weeks in a row. How was it playing? You know, 10, 11, 12 games, kind of back to back, and and how was that overall Peach Jam experience for you guys? It was, it was great. Yeah, well, it it kind of like kept you on your toes just because if you lost one game one night, you got to turn around and play another one. So it always just kept you ready and um, just kept you competitive. It was really competitive out there. So it was great competition, great atmosphere, um, you, you know, besides the you know the fact of the whole social distancing, uh, you know, COVID aspect of it. But it, it was great. It was fun. And, and Seth, for, for you, I know, you know, there's almost like two different two different games. Like you look at your stats from the, the first few games and then the, the last few. And, and, you know, normally you might see a flip-flop where somebody's playing really well at the beginning and then their, their legs get tired and they kind of fall off. But you almost flipped it around. How did you kind of go into Superman mode uh, towards, towards the latter part? Uh, you know, I really just realized that I had to do more, you know, uh, the first few games, you know, I was kind of really laid back, kind of, you know, relied on my teammates more than, you know, relying on myself. Uh, it was just, I don't know. I feel like that's that when Peach Sam started, I kind of realized, you know, what I had to do in order for our team to succeed. And I mean, I just came in with a whole different mentality, actually coming into Peach Sam came in with, you know, knowing I'm going to do this and that and knowing what I'm going to get done instead of, you know, EYBL, not, really came in with a mentality, but, you know, I didn't have what I wanted to do in my mind. But uh, that piece and play, I definitely – I knew what I wanted to do and uh, I knew what I was going to execute. So this is uh, for Will. Uh, so obviously you took the first official visit uh, under Hubert Davis. You're his first uh, high school commit. What, what did that mean to you, I guess, to, to have that honor? Like – um, UNC hasn't had a player commit to someone other than Roy Williams in 17 and a half years. So what was that like? And, and um, just being committed to, to UNC, what's it been like the last few months? Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. Uh, like I've said before, uh, UNC was my dream school ever since uh, I was a little kid. Every time you flip on the TV, UNC is always playing. And ever since I saw them, you know, when I was a little kid, it's been my dream school. And so just being, just being able to have an opportunity to play there, first off is a blessing. And then also for Coach Davis, just to be able to believe in me and, and show some love, that just means even more. And so it's just, you know, I'm super lucky, super grateful. And so I'm, I'm happy to be, you know, headed to Chapel Hill next year or, you know, in a couple months. 
How'd you keep it so close to the vest? Uh, your dad said that you and him and his, him and your mom didn't even really know that Carolina was your dream school. So how'd you kind of keep that to yourself? Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know, honestly, like what, what, what went down was like, we were in the bathroom right before our last meeting and he was like, are you going to surprise me in our last meeting? I was like, I'm a, I'm a commit. And so that's how it went down. But, you know, I just didn't really, you know, articulate my feelings towards Carolina except for myself. And so, you know, that's how I really kept it to myself. Gotcha. And then, uh, you know, I guess we can go to, to Seth and to Jalen kind of walk us through, um, you know, that moment when you knew that you were going to go to Carolina. We, we've talked about it, but uh, I'm curious to hear it again. Uh, first, uh, go with Jalen and, and then Seth. All right. So um, I think it was I'm not even sure. I can't even remember the day that I committed, but I remember, you know, talking to, to uh, Coach Davis, but like a couple of days before, um, on on the fourth, July fourth, um, you know, I that was when I pretty much came to the decision. I didn't really, you know, tell too many people. I talked to my coaches about it. I just kind of wanted to keep it a little bit, uh, you know, as a secret for until I actually talked to the coaches and my parents as well. So you know, I, I'm coming home from a workout. It's probably like eleven, and uh, my dad. Uh, I think he actually received a call from Coach Davis, and they were talking. And I had already told my dad what I wanted to do, uh, I think the night before. So when I told them, uh, you know, they were really excited. Uh, you know, they, they told me they already knew my parents and told me they already, you know, had to that I wanted to go there. So when I told Coach Davis, he was, he was so excited. He was really happy. And, it, you know, it was just, it was a really good day. And I was just telling them, you know, getting to announce that, uh, it, it was awesome. Who was, uh, if I jump in before we go to Seth, who was someone who maybe hit you up on social or, or Instagram or, or wherever that it kind of shocked you, like a celebrity or a Carolina person? Uh, no, nah, not really. Like, like after I committed. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, not really. You know, you know, you know, the fan page that they have, uh, a couple of former players, uh, you know, you just uh, wish them luck, and they wish you luck, and say, uh, you know, congrats. Like they, um, they were on Sharpet. He had texted me. He was just like, congrats. Um, you know, Puff. Puff is always cool with everybody. Probably the nicest guy on the team. Yeah, he hit me up. But you know, this is really some of the players that went there are still there now. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to, you know, you guys talked about being Carolina fans and, and I know, you know, Seth, obviously with JP, but, you know, maybe starting, I'll go to, you know, in, in order, Will, Jalen, Seth, but, you know, what are some of your, you know, your fondest memories of Carolina and who were the guys, you know, was it like the Justin Jackson crew or who were who the guys like you really remember watching, you know, in, in whether it's elementary school, middle school, or, or even, you know, your first few years of high school? It was probably uh, middle school around, you know, Justin Jackson time, like you said, then beating uh, Gonzaga, that last second dunk, you know, to seal the deal. That really is like a staple on, you know, what Carolina basketball is. And that really sticks with you as a kid when you have those aspirations trying to get to where they, they are. And so that's kind of what staples into your mind of where you want to be one day. Uh, for me, um, watching the, the, the championship game at Justin Jackson crew, I was always a fan of the underdogs. So I didn't, at the time, I wasn't really a fan of UNC per se, but <laughs> it wasn't until afterwards that I started thinking a little bit more. See, I'm like, 
in like eighth grade or, you know, whatever grade in middle school, you're not really thinking too much about, you know, college at that point. But uh, it wasn't until, you know, after that game, I started thinking a lot more about basketball. You're like, yeah, these guys just won a championship. That, you know, something that you want to do. So I just feel like they have a winning pedigree. And, you know, they're just the, you know, the best. Uh, for me, it was when uh, my big brother was in school here at Carolina, of course. Uh, you know, those three years were some of the most fun times of my life. Uh, being able to go to Bahamas, being able to go to Maui, being able to get into some practices and seeing practice, being able to get onto the court, you know, at such a young age and shoot. Uh, I really just, I like fell in love with UNC that early at that time, you know, just because I had a lot of experiences other kids didn't get to have. And, uh, you know, it was really a blessing. I just always dreamt of, uh, I've always dreamt of playing there ever since then. Uh, and, I mean, dream came through, dream, sorry, the dream came true. And then it's just really amazing because, uh, you know, as a kid, it was just, like so many memories, so many amazing experiences, you know, being able to go to Cameron Indoor and tear him on, uh, being able to watch him play at home against Duke. Uh, just so many experiences that just, you know, really topped it off. All right. So I, I want to ask you guys, because all three of you have had different recruiting experiences, different AAU and high school experiences, and you probably had different COVID experiences as well. But I'm sure there were probably some common themes that came out of going through, you know, your junior year of, of, of high school uh, as dealing with COVID and what that's like. Um, I'm going to go with you guys as I see you on my screen. So, Seth, I'll start with you first. Uh, what was COVID like having to put basketball on hold? I'm assuming you guys missed a lot of games. I know there wasn't a, a travel season last summer. What was that like for you personally? Uh, COVID was, you know, an experience for sure. Uh, started off with AAU. We started our first AAU tournament. I think it was either late July or early August. Uh, it was something around those times. But I mean, it's just super weird, you know, having your season, your AAU season in August. And then with high school, uh, we played with masks the whole year. So, you know, that was a new challenge that, I mean, we got used to it, but you know, it was a big challenge. We got quarantined twice during the season. So, I mean, we were, I, mean, I got quarantined. Well, no, we got quarantined once. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got quarantined once. And, you know, but it was, it was a long 14 days, uh, you know, no basketball. And then you have to come back, you know, and play. But, I mean, we came back really, really strong. But COVID was definitely, you know, a new experience for me and something I wouldn't want to experience <laughs> again. Will I ask you something in the same vein, but a little bit of a different question? What was the biggest change for you coming back from COVID? What did you, you know, was it physical? Was it mental trying to kind of get your mind back in the game? What was it for you that you felt like was your biggest challenge kind of reacclimating to, to ball after COVID was, was or after we were trying to get out of the, the pandemic, mm -hmm. the main part of the pandemic? Yeah. So I'd say, you know, going into COVID when, you know, we went into lockdown, I was around 295. And so that was my biggest challenge ahead was how am I going to get to where I need to be so I can move, you know, guard multiple, multiple positions. And so that was the challenge I faced. And so, you know, got on a diet. I worked out outside at this state park court right next to my house, you know, for three months. And so, you know, we worked, you know, got down to 235 and, you know, coming back, uh, that was really the biggest challenge was just getting my weight down. And, and I did that. And so, uh, July comes around, I think, like Seth said, late July, early August. And so, you know, um, 
it was that was probably the biggest thing and so you know I, I did a pretty good job of accomplishing that I'd say so that was probably the biggest challenge look man you dropped 60 pounds that's uh that's a hell of a lot of work for a, a kid your age that's that's impressive man well done Jalen I ask you something kind of similar too but in that same COVID vein what was the one thing you know Will talked about uh kind of dropping the weight so that he can guard multiple positions uh Seth talked about having to kind of change up their cadence and, and you know being in quarantine a couple different times for you what was the one thing that you worked the most on while you weren't able to do normal team activities uh really while we were in quarantine uh just being in the basement just trying to lift uh try to get my you know just get stronger and you know still refine your skills I got a hoop right outside in my backyard uh, it's not not too much like room and I got like the cable the you know the cable wires like connected to the house so you know not too much room to work with but you know so just trying to work with what you got so you know doing your ball handling every day coming out here trying to get your form shooting making jump shots up with my brother um just that was really the biggest thing just working with what you had just that, that just adjustment from having uh I guess in a sense everything to not really having too much to work with Gotcha. So uh, I wanted to ask each of you because you, your recruitments kind of had a similar pattern. You all got an offer in May and then um, all committed in either June or very early July. So what was it about Coach Davis um, that, you know, made you trust him enough to, you know, put your career in the hands of someone who hadn't been a head coach before? And I guess we can start with we'll start with Jalen and then Seth and then Will. Uh, well, um, Coach, Coach Davis is a really genuine guy. Uh, so you can you can tell that, you know, people give off vibes, you know, when you talk to them and, and you can just you can just tell, you know, by having a conversation with them, anybody could just like there's no secret agenda with them. You know, everything, everything that he feels, he's going to he's going to let you know um, from the jump. So that was really one of the biggest things that, you know, just helped helped me build my trust up with him. And, you know, one of the other things is him being a former player. You know, I feel like uh, players now, they always have a respect for former players just because they understand the game. They understand a lot of the, the things that, you know, parents and non-players uh, wouldn't understand. So that would, that would be another thing. And, you know, him having his experience at Carolina too, that would, that's the, I would say that's the third thing that, you know, that tops it off. Yeah, I mean, I've always had uh, – ever since Coach Davis has got, you know, his head coaching job, I've always had 100% faith in him. Uh, you know, he was a guy who spent a good amount of time in the NBA. Uh, he's with ESPN. And, you know, he was under Roy Williams for – Roy Williams, I'm sorry, for however many years. So, you know, I had the most faith ever that – the most faith ever, ever that, that he'd be great. Uh, you know, he's under one of the greatest coaches of all time. So, uh, I mean, I really just had no doubt in mind. And, you know, just talking to him, uh, kind of going off of what Jalen said, super genuine guy, uh, very down to earth. You know, he's very honest with you. Uh, you know, I just I, – I strongly believe in him and 100% confident in him. Yeah, just just reiterating what Jalen and Seth said, you know, uh, you know, just being around him, you can tell he has a genuine love for everybody he works with. And so that really catches – a player's eye and you know seeing the way he treats his staff um treats his players it's all love and and the way he treats his family too you know being at his house eating dinner with them um it really catches your eye and plus you know he's got the pedigree to back it up you know he's been in the league played with michael jordan and he didn't stop because of his age he stopped because he wanted to and so 
you can just all that comes into into play and is a factor uh, on, on why us three all trust them. Gotcha. Well, th this question goes to, to Jalen, um, kind of maybe going down a little bit. Obviously, it's it's also important uh, the assistant coaches, you know, who who's building that relationship. And I think you built a pretty good one with with Sean May and, you know, with him, this really being his first year as a full assistant. Um, you know, how, how was it dealing with him? I've heard a lot of great things about him from a coaching perspective. And also, you know, were you familiar with his game or have you had to go back to some old YouTube clips to, to watch him play in a Carolina uniform? Uh, no, nah, he, uh, he and my coaches, they actually came out in the same year. So one of my coaches was, uh, was a former player at NIU. So, and, you know, they, they went to state and all of this. Um, so, you know, they're pretty familiar with his game. They're telling me, like, you know, back in the day, because uh, Chris Hunter, he's uh, Westside is his, his alma mater. So uh, telling me, like, these are the two, the top, you know, the top bigs in the state pretty much. So I was already decently familiar with him. And, you know, just getting to meet him, he, he's, that's my guy. Uh, we both come from the same state. Uh, so we can share, you know, some experiences about, you know, being in Indiana. And then, um, you know, he, we play the same position pretty much. So, you know, just getting to, looking forward to, learning tips from him about, you know, certain moves or, you know, just parts of the game. And then, you know, from the aspect of uh, being off the court, you good guy to, you know, fun guy to hang around and, and just talk to. So y'all know I'm, I'm the recruiting guy. <laughs> so uh, Carolina is still recruiting in your class. And obviously kind of the big name is, is Cam Whitmore. So I want each of you to take 45 seconds, 30, 45 seconds and tell him why he should come to Carolina. Cam Whitmore, you should come to North Carolina because we're the best school in the country. And we we want you and need you here. Yes, sir, Cam. I mean, what Jalen said, we want you and we need you here. Uh, you know, we fully believe in you from what we've seen, from what I've seen from you. Uh, you know, I think there's no doubt in mind that you'd be great and special here. So, I mean, just know we're rooting for you, fam. We want you here and need you. I may not be on the EYBL, but I've seen plenty of film and you can hoop. We need you here. It, it can, you know, add to our class. We've got three really, really good players here and we really need you. Want to be cutting down nets with all of us one day. Okay. I, I'm sure he'll, uh, that'll find its way to him somehow. Uh, so one more question about y'all and we're going to go into a little bit of a rapid fire thing. It'll be fun. Um, how do y'all three, like, do you connect, like, you know, via a group chat or anything? And how can you start building chemistry now for when you all get to Carolina? I know you're going a little bit early, Will, but how can y'all start building chemistry now for uh, next season? Yeah, I mean, we we connect more than often. Uh, we have a group chat on iMessage. Uh, you know, we talk all the time. We were keeping up with each other on the... Uh, I mean, just we've been keeping up with each other for however long. When I committed, Will reached out to me right away. Uh, when Jalen committed, we reached out to him right away. You know, I was all just – we kind of had that bond with each other already. Like, you know, if they were here with me right now, I'd be able to kick it with them however, and, you know, wherever. And uh, just super excited to keep building on it because from what we've built already, it's super strong. Yeah, I would say one of the biggest things is just keeping in contact with each other, uh, communication. You know, whether it's like we're talking about something serious and something that doesn't even matter, we won't remember the next day. You know, just getting a feel for each other.
getting uh, you know comfortable being or, or just in communication with each other. That way, when we actually get around each other, uh, we already have a good sense of how we are as people. Yeah, like saying the same things they did, like group message on, uh, you know, on text messages, same thing. But, uh, you know, just keeping in contact, you know, talking about how, you know, we are as people, um, being able to connect, you know, see what's in common, you know, building that, you know, relationship, you know, with that first foundation. And so, you know, you can tell we all have, you know, some chemistry already. And so that's the biggest thing is just building that, you know, friendship. So when we are together, you know, we have one common goal. All right. So before we get into our rapid fire segment, I'm going to impart some wisdom on you young bucks. When your family is in town, and you've probably done this already when you were visiting, but when your family's in town, send them to Johnny T-shirt. Johnny T-shirt on East Franklin Street, big sponsors of this here podcast and all of Inside Carolina's content. If you need the gear, Johnny T-shirt has it for you. I know you guys are going to be back in town for football games coming up soon. You'll be tailgating. Tell your family if they need to go pick up some gear, head to Johnny T-Shirt. Or if they want to go to JohnnyT-Shirt.com and have it shipped to them before they get into town, save some time on game day. Johnny T-Shirt will take care of you that way, too. All the new Nike stuff. They got stuff from Columbia, Cutter & Buck, any brand that you can think of. The top quality, quick turnaround, and their warehouse has just about everything you can think of. So, Johnny T-Shirt, JohnnyT-Shirt.com. We thank them for supporting, and we hope that you guys will, too. Stick around for one second. Let the national guys pay the bills. We're going to be right back with Seth Trimble, Will Shaver, Jayla Washington. Going to do a little bit of rapid fire before we get out of here tonight. This is Sandra Oreda from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golasso Network dedicated to all things women's soccer. With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever, and Attacking Third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the CONCACAF W Gold Cup, where the U.S. Women's National Team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the winter transfer window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more, Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho College murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where does a roommate It is a huge night. the truth from you. Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Okay, we appreciate you guys sticking around for this special edition of the Coast to Coast podcast. With me, as always, Sean Moran and Sherelle McMillan. We've got three very special blue chip guests tonight. Uh, the three commitments for UNC's 2022 class are here with us, giving us some time. And all these guys are in the central time zone, I believe. So I, I definitely appreciate them carving out a, an hour from, from their evening and, and making sure the timeline's up and all that good stuff. Sean's usually three hours behind. We don't give him any props. So we'll definitely take care of you three guys because this is new for your schedules. All right, fellas, I'm going hit to you, hit you with some rapid fire stuff, and uh, I'll let you answer in this order because, again, this is what I see on my screen. We'll go Seth, Will, then Jalen. All right. Uh, keep your answer short, or if you want to elaborate, you can elaborate. It's, it's, it's your show, but I'm, I'm going to throw these at you and let you – let you take with them as you want to. All right. Favorite Jordans? Jordan 3s. 
Jordan one. Ones. Tens or elevens. Tens or elevens. See, I'm 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 partial to the elevens too. I think Sherelle would say all of them. Sherelle, what would you say? The I sevens? was gonna go. I, I would go eleven. I would go elevens. Elevens yeah. are so classic. There's nothing wrong with any of those ones, threes, mm -hmm. or uh, or the tens or the elevens. Sean, what, what what's yours by the way? I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the the eights. The eights. All right. See, I, I can respect that. Oh, At least see? The, see, if anybody was said anything past like 11, I would have given you the side eye. So that, that's good. You guys are at least on the classics. All right. Late Jaylen, sleeper. Jalen has them. Jalen showed them to everybody on camera. He's got them right there. That's impressive. Just, it's so versatile. You can wear it with a suit. You can wear it with, you know, on the court. You can wear it, it really with a It's just it's super versatile. makes it work. Like yeah, it, just, it's, yeah. it, it makes it absolutely the most functional Jordan ever. All right. Um, same order. Seth, Will, Jalen. Late sleeper or early riser? Uh, early, I'm I say a little bit of both. I might go to sleep late sometimes, but I'm still getting up early. You know. All right, we know who our I'll politician say a little, is. A little bit of both. A little yeah, bit of all both. right, well played, Will. Uh, early riser every time. Jalen. Late sleeper. <laughs> so we know who's gonna be missing the bus. All right, cool. Uh, no. <laughs> That's all right. I appreciate the honesty, man. Okay. Leg day or extra sprints, Seth? Leg day. Will? Leg day. Any leg day. Jalen? I'm going to go with the sprints. The leg, you know, your legs might get worn out. After, <laughs> <laughs> after, after I love the, the variety here, and I love you guys are being honest with us. All right. Here's, here's an off one for you. Everybody loves Carolina blue, but would you rather wear the home whites or the Carolina blue away jerseys? Seth? I said the Carolina blue away jerseys. Will easily Carolina away. All right, Jalen. All three for the blue is impressive. All they right, they need to bring back the black jerseys, though. You, oh, might yeah, those... you might be in position to make that happen, guys. I know. I heard you too. I, I love to wear those. Y'all can uh, y'all can probably talk to some of the folks. I think since it's actually going to be you, you guys will be the ones wearing them. You might be able to, to pull some sway around and make that happen. All right, just for Sherelle and Sean and I, just that we don't feel uh, so antiquated after hearing all the, the little baby talk earlier. Tupac <laughs> or Biggie? Seth? Biggie. Will? Biggie. Jaylen. Oh, that's shocking. <laughs> big. Oh, man. man. All what? three for big. I don't think there's a wrong answer there, by the way. I just, it's, uh, it's impressive that all three of you said the same thing. Uh, who do you pattern your game after? And it can, be a, it can be a current player or it can be somebody that's, you know, that may have retired the NBA. I mean, just who do you, if you're telling me right now that, that there's one guy who's got an arsenal and his bag of moves that, that you want to go to, who are you patterning your game after? Seth? Uh, I'd say Donovan Mitchell. I think his game is fairly similar to mine. It's a resemblance that could be really I can see that. Sean always makes fun of me on the show, too, because I always ask him for, for comparisons when we're talking about specific players. So I love that I'm actually being able, being able to put you guys on the spot for it. Will, who, who do you see you pattern your game after? Jeez, this is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Love or Kelly Olenek, one of those two. That works. I could see it. Jalen, what about you, man? Uh, since, like, middle school, I had always watched and studied Tim Duncan. His simplicity is just like it's, it's mastery. So he's one of the players that I try to pattern my game after. 
No. Jalen, thank you. Thank you. Because we are old. And so <laughs> I was I was just I was waiting for everybody to be like, oh, Kevin Durant, KD, <laughs> Kyrie. Right. Like, it's really, it's really not like that though. There's like so many players that you kind of gotta watch for different parts of the game. But right. he's one of the players like I first started, like when I first started studying the game, it's somebody who I watched constantly. No wasted movement with uh, with the big fundamental, that's for sure. All right, guys, yeah. one last question, and we're going to let you guys get out of here and get back onto your excited lives. Um, give me one word about Coach Davis, Seth. Perfect. I think you can't really get a better coach than that. All right. Will? Joyful. Joyful? Yeah, joyful. Awesome. Jalen? Authentic. Authentic. All right. I love the thought behind all three of those. All right. For, so before we let you guys get out of here, Sean, Sherelle, you have any, uh, any question for the guys before they, uh, before they cut and run? I'll, I'll do, I'll do one question. Um, with the clock ticking down, what is, what is the go-to move for each of you guys? I'll go with Seth first. I prefer an isolation on the right wing uh, and definitely a one, two, one or two dribble pull up. Definitely. I feel <laughs> I'd be automatic in that clutch moment. I'm on right block, um, and I'm taking the middle, hooking them with my elbow, finishing on the on the opposite side. I feel like I saw that a few times in Dallas. That's my go-to. Uh, I feel like mine would be try to get the ball in the mid post, probably on the left block. No, I mean on the left side. Uh, that way I can either get to my jab, pull up, or uh, you know take a couple of dribbles and you know just rise over, and you know. Either a hook or you know a jumper. Well, well, the 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 jab pull up. I feel that's uh, that's money every time from fifteen feet. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna work on it a lot. And last one from me. So this is for Will and for Jalen. You're in the Smith Center. It's a year from now. Uh, Coach Davis says you have to make fifty threes within a minute. Or, or let's just say you have to make fifty threes. Who's making more, Jalen or Will? Jalen Washington. <laughs> Easy, me. <laughs> Thank you. The perfect answers. I did, if one of you said the other, I was going to be like, really? I you love that, that Jalen went third person on us. That was yeah. impressive. <laughs> and not to be phased, Will's like, oh, that's what he's going to say. I'm, of course, I'm going to say me. That's well done, guys. Well, listen, we appreciate the three of you guys joining us tonight. I hope this was as fun for you as it was for us and for our listeners and viewers that are checking us out on YouTube as well. Uh, we appreciate your time. We're excited to follow your careers over the next few years. And uh, wish you nothing but the best as, uh, as you get ready to matriculate to Chapel Hill. So best of luck to you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you down the road. Uh, thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you guys. Night. All right, fellas. What do you think? We uh, we got Seth Trimble, Will Shaver, Jalen Washington, three very different young men, but all are uh, at the risk of sounding really old, which is a theme tonight. They're they're all really relatively delightful. Yeah, I you know I think with Hubert Davis and even with Roy Williams, um, there was a certain type of player, regardless or or as Rob Harrington would say, irrespective of how uh, they play basketball. There's a certain personality that UNC attracted, and I think you see that come through with both Will or excuse me with Will, Jalen, and uh, with Seth. They all kind of have that bubbly personality. And did you see how much they smiled when you mentioned Giant T-shirt? The, the oh, room lit up. Just, Everybody it's... was like, it was teeth. 
It was all teeth. I mean, that's that that's gold for our sponsors right there. So, I mean, <laughs> obviously those guys know about the goodness that is Johnny T-shirt on East Franklin Street. Well played. Sean, what were your, what were your thoughts hearing those guys, each of them, you know, talk about the grind on the AAU. I'm sorry, talk about the hashtag grind on the AAU circuit and then also, you know, how they felt about uh, their go-to move, which, by the way, was a great question. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they, they've all, you know, as, as with your question, they all had to go through a lot uh, last last year and and through the high school season and basically to get, you know, get the Carolina offer. Um, and, and now just even though it's been a few months, I, I think they've all been able to develop a, a pretty strong relationship early on. Um, and we'll see if that class grows. But, you know, it, it seems like a great, great first class for, for Hebert Davis. And then in terms of the, the go-to move, um, you know, I was, I was just hoping what I had in my head was going to be similar to what they're saying, just from the, the different film uh, we've been able to watch. So was, was glad to hear, you know, what they were saying synced up with, with what some of the film has shown as well. If nothing else, I, I think it's really neat, too, that those guys all seem to have um, not necessarily the exact same thing that Cheryl said, but they all have affable personalities towards one another. And I think, you know, again, when you think about not just them as a group and a class together, but when you think about how you will build around those guys or how other players might be able to plug in or how they will even plug in with with the players they're going to be joining. I think that that speaks volumes and it does go a little bit to what you were saying, Sean, and also similar to what Cheryl said about, you know, the certain personality type. I was just going to say for, for those wanted to see some of those moves, uh, the one Seth mentioned, um, if you find his MBPA camp um, highlights, I, I can't remember the exact, you know, he hit mark. a game winner. Wasn't it? Didn't he do that well, for a game winner? Yeah, it was, it was the exact move he's talking about. And that's yeah. why it stuck in my head um, is from the right wing. He did kind of a, a, a crossover hesitation thing two dribble pull up uh, from about the free throw line extended. So like I could see, like Sean, to Sean's point, I could see each one of them doing their thing because we watched the, the film of them all summer. So um, I, I would urge everyone to just go back and look at their film uh, from this past summer so you can see that. And um, to, to your point, Joey, I mean, I just, I think uh, all three of them, um, you know, committing so quickly to Hubert Davis says a lot about Hubert Davis. You know, you heard uh, one, Seth said perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, Will Zabra said joyful. And I, I can't remember exactly what Jalen said authentic so i mean that is what we've heard from everyone yeah. and you know we always try to be fair and objective you know in South carolina and i would tell you if someone behind the scenes was like oh he's a jerk or you know people don't like him but it's always energy joy passion you know compassion that's all the stuff we hear from parents and people around the program so um i, I think his authentic authenticity as jalen said has been coming through you know since you got the job in april and I, I'm not just saying this because, you know, they came on our show, but I'm in awe of kids that are able to speak that well um, in kind of an impromptu setting, right? I mean, this is this is a weird setting for well, a 17. You, you didn't give them any prep time either. I thought, uh, I mean, even even we get some prep time. They just <laughs> hey, came in, you know, no, no warm up time, just firing. But that's where you get that's where you get the real the real McCoy out of each one of them. And I think that you know, to their credit, uh, I hope that some of their parents see or hear this to their credit. They all did really well with with no prep and in an awkward environment where, you know, again, they're on Zoom with some dudes that they really don't know. And uh, they were kind of in a relaxed environment in their homes, which helped probably a little bit. But they definitely weren't in that mode of being able to answer questions like they would be with somebody sticking a mic in front of them. So I think that, again, uh, respect where it's due. Uh, boys, anything before we get out of here? 
I thought the uh, Cam Whitmore pitch was uh, very interesting, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Did you get there. Siegley to cut that up and just just put that up <laughs> on a on Inside Carolina's Twitter handle, right? John Siegley, so if you're I, listening. <laughs> So just, you know, since we're here, the, the recruiting updates are, um, uh, you know, Tyler Nickel is, is scheduled uh, to visit this coming weekend uh, to UNC. And then, uh, you know, of course, Cam Whitmore visited a couple of weeks back. And so that's really all that we know uh, as of now. And hopefully things will, will pick up or, or we'll, we'll see what happens with those two and see where it goes from there. And, and the only thing from my end, obviously, um, Trout committed to UVA uh, this weekend, but you know, going back to that, really the, the second live period, uh, UNC paid no attention to uh, him at Under Armour. And, you know, the third, there didn't seem to be, be much. And, you know, I, I don't know if that was that particular case, or maybe they just kind of realized it was going to be a tough uphill battle and decided, hey, let's not waste our time where, you know, I know in the past, um, you know, they would, would fight to the very end, even if, if it wasn't, wasn't looking, looking likely. So, will be interesting to see how they continue to move on, on different types of recruitments going forward. Absolutely. And guys, as always, uh, this is always a lot of fun for me. Uh, you guys always bring a lot of knowledge and nothing else. I leave the show being a smarter person, which really that's all that matters when I go to bed at night is am I smarter than I was earlier today? But because you guys are humanists, we do this for our listeners and our viewers. And I hope that they enjoyed the time with the three uh, commitments tonight. Uh, I hope that they, you know, took away as positive feeling as I did about those three young men joining the UNC program. And again, I think they'll be fun to cover for the next uh, two to three to four years or however long they're, they're involved with the UNC program. But uh, for Sean Moran, for Sherelle McMillan, I appreciate you guys being here. If you like what you heard tonight, give us five-star ratings on whatever platform you were listening and or, you know, reviewing or whatever. But just make sure you're giving us some good feedback. Because again, that helps us with the algorithms that these platforms put us out on. Uh, and we really appreciate it. A uh, special shout out to Johnny T-Shirt for sponsoring the show and to John Siegley for producing the show, as I errantly misstated earlier. But we appreciate their contributions, contributions to the show. I mean, I'm, it's late, guys. I'm falling <laughs> off. We need, to, we need to hit the eject button. All right. We appreciate you guys being here. We'll catch you next time. This has been InsideCarolina.com's Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Joey Powell. See you. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.